This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, your source for college hockey in the desert southwest, part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com family. All right, welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest. It is another College Hockey Southwest Weekly, the podcast, live from Long Island, New York, with my co-host Paul Hornstein. Scott. And uh, I'm Scott Strandy, live here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Big weekend coming up for Arizona State Hockey. Before we go any farther, I want to throw out and answer some questions that you brought to me, Paul, and the fact that we haven't had the video part of it. Going through some technical difficulties with our Skype program and getting it up in a timely fashion. So we've been doing the podcast for a couple of weeks. We're going to give it a shot again next week to get back on with the, uh, the video portion as well so you can see our beautiful faces because I know everybody wants to do that. Can't blame them. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Uh, no, you're not. No, you're not. Let me start. Let me get behind the scenes a little bit. Paul's not happy, and he shouldn't be happy. He's a little frustrated. He's an alum. He cranky. sees something going on. He's passionate. He uh, he wants to see a program develop, and quite frankly, we're going to start this show off by day by saying that we don't think it's developing the way we would hope it would develop, especially after you break all the molds and you advance to a national tournament and you lose by a goal to the team that's coming in this weekend. Um, that was a great building block. And I think we both feel like the building block now is taking a step backwards. Am I putting words in your mouth or how do you feel? Um, you're not putting words in my mouth. Um, I am trying to, uh, put this, shall we say, uh, Politically, um, I think that uh, situations both in and out of their control are setting them up to look bad, and I don't want to see that, okay? Um, When you have random folks on Twitter saying that this program needs to be careful to not become NAU 2.0, I think that that's got to catch the attention of the administration. It's got to catch the attention of both the athletics administration and the president of the university who likes to claim that they are number one in innovation. Well, it's pretty hard to be innovative in sports. They're trying it with football. And when they introduced this team, they talked about it being the showcase and being the impetus for more teams west of the Mississippi, outside of the state of Colorado, and we are getting nothing. Okay, We're not getting any words from administration. Okay, We know the questions get asked, but we're not getting any response from those questions, whether it's you or I, whether it's anybody else in the fan base, or anybody else that might be wondering what's going on, it's not happening, and they cannot leave people hanging. So when you've got a person who follows the program, like I said, it's a random person. I've never paid attention specifically to this person's Twitter feed. I have not interacted with this person. I check the feeds every day for quote-unquote, ASU hockey and Sun Devil hockey because I want to see what people are thinking. Maybe there's something going on that I don't think about. But this person is saying to the athletic director, 
hey, we need to be advised at what's going on somehow, some way, because we don't want this program to be end up like NAU's program. Okay? Exactly. And, and yeah. their program went under because their facility, okay, had a breakdown that they could not justify the cost of fixing. And if that's the case, and what you have now is people that are starting to become afraid to get invested in this program because they don't want to see it. Yeah. And when I go to California for these games against Harvard, if they want to ban me, so to speak, from a press box or I don't care. I'm still going to buy it. I'm there. I've already spent the money on the plane tickets. I've already got the money on the rental car. I'm buying a ticket, if I can get one, and <laughs> watching the games. So you're not stopping me. Okay? But you need to come out and say something. You need to address the giant-sized gorilla and giant-sized elephant in the room. And you need to do it soon. Okay? Um, first, it was going to be the building will start will open up for the 2017-18 season, then it was 18-19, now it's 19-20, and so forth and so on, and you don't have any sort of announcement. You have all kinds of smaller schools that have announced they're building new buildings. You've had other schools that announced uh, they're going to renovate buildings. Colorado College is putting up a new building. Vermont is getting ready to put up a new building. Bentley has just opened up a new building at ASU. We'll see later in the year. It's time. We are in November of year five of this program. We deserve the respect of having this addressed. And the longer it goes, the more fearful people will be that when the initial investment is up and that quote unquote 10 years is up, that people are going to say, eh, see ya. So why should people, other than crazy people like me, okay, work their entire schedule around this stream, that stream, trying to figure out a way to go to as many games as possible, if we're not getting that same commitment back from the administration of the university? And I'm not putting this on the coach. The coach doesn't handle the checkbook, okay? The coach is doing his job and putting players on the ice and getting wins. Okay. So at some point here, and as far as I'm concerned, the point is long past. You've had two RFPs. Okay. You said you needed a second one because things changed. Well, that RFP ended in August. You got your bids, you got your proposals. Okay, you accepted four, you got four proposals. We have not seen nor heard word one about any of it since the deadline passed. You want to sit there and Charlie Turner Thawne was on somebody else's podcast and said, we understand that football and men's basketball are the cash cows. Absolutely. Totally understand that. Okay, but 
football season has started and basketball is about to start. Okay? Football is doing what it's supposed to do. We've seen that basketball is now selling more tickets than ever, selling more tickets than when they were the third-ranked team in the country back in the late 70s when they couldn't fill the building then. But Bobby Hurley's got them filling the building now. Let's go. It is time for whether it's the athletic director or the president of the university to put up or shut up. All right. So let me uh, let me follow that up by saying that passion is real. And the passion for for ice time hockey SW dot com. Um, what intrigued me to start this five years ago was the fact that there was an opportunity to grow the game of hockey. I saw the uh, the bell cow, if you will, being the ASU NCAA program as to growing hockey. I've said this many times, most recently about a week ago, um, that Coach Powers and the job that he did getting NCAA hockey here is why the ACHA D1 programs are the best they've ever been in the desert Southwest. It's a part of the reason why there's a junior Sun Devils program that's booming. The girls program, the ASU women's program is booming. All of those things are, are booming because of coach powers. And if anybody doesn't believe that you need to take a better look because he is the quote unquote godfather of hockey in the desert Southwest. Um, so that being said, our goal is to grow the game of hockey in the desert Southwest. And we can't do that if the programs don't grow as well. If, the, if they get stagnant, then you're going to have a problem. You're going to be back for, like you say, uh, NAU 2.0. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Things need to, uh, to get on the roll. Um, I see the coach every week. I'm there at practice. We do the five-minute power plays you'll hear again today. Uh, his focus is on the ice, and it should be. But like you say, there's plenty of people around the program that need to start um, stepping up and, and giving some information out as to what's happening. I think everybody deserves it. Nobody more than the student-athletes, who we found out today with the NCAA, will not very soon, hopefully, be able to uh, profit from their likenesses and, and uh, their images and things like that. To uh, it, Once that starts happening, you got to go. I mean... And the final caveat I'll throw out there is I get it. I know we're in the desert Southwest. I know that it's not a hockey hotbed per se, but I also saw what happened in Vegas over the last three years. They went from, from a unbelievable non-hockey. When I first went to Vegas five years ago and met with Z-Con and, and Anthony and, and uh, Nick, and I saw what they were trying to do. I'm going like, oh, my God, you guys can't do this at this facility they're playing in at the Ice Palace or whatever it was. And and they said, yeah, we're, we're going to. We're going to do it. And then I watched a guy by the name of Bill Foley come in and lay the groundwork for not only an NHL team, but for every team, right? He brought in a facility for the youth. He brought in a facility for UNLV. He made them a home. He put his money where his words were. And... Uh, now he's got two more rinks that are going to open this summer in Henderson. He already has plans for two more rinks on the other side of Henderson. So that would be six brand new facilities in five years in Vegas, right? So okay. this, has to, this has to start happening here. Okay. Now, in fairness, 
we're, we're, we're comparing ASU, who has done, and Greg Powers, who has done a tremendous, tremendous job. Uh, we have not yet had a chance to see uh, what Alex Marullo, the new owner of the Coyotes, is going to do uh, to see if how much he might, for lack of a better term, mimic what Bill Foley has done in Vegas. Okay, but Greg Powers can only do so much. Okay, he can only do so much with off ice stuff. He exactly. doesn't have. Exactly. He doesn't write the checks. Right. And that's what so. I'm saying is that you have to. But you know what happened when it's the old field of dreams thing. Build it and they will come. That's what happened to Vegas. They built it, they they propped it up, and they won. Right. Initially, mm-hmm. the very first year they won, mm-hmm. and now they've got this fan base of people that show up early for not only UNLV or not only Golden Knight practices, but show up to watch UNLV practices. Trust me, I go to Oceanside every Tuesday. There are not fans lining up outside to watch an NCAA program. That's a pretty good NCAA program, by the way, uh, to watch them practice. So we don't have that fan base here that has to start. And you're 100% right. It has to start with the administration. They have to get out there and start doing some promoting and start building up this hockey program. But here's where it has to start even before that, Paul. They have to admit they have a program. They have to admit they have a hockey program that, that's here. And that's a hard thing to happen around ASU. I find that out all the time. I'll ask people, you know, I didn't even know they had a program. You know, and that's not the way you build something. Go to Vegas and ask anybody on the street in Vegas if they've heard of the Golden Knights. Absolutely they have. Everybody, whether they know about hockey or not, has heard of the Golden Knights. And I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to compare those two, you know, dollar for dollar. I'm trying to say that you have to start doing something, and a building is a good start, and then selling revenue, gaining things around the building, naming rights, different things like that. But here's the stumbling block that we have. Right now, we have silence, which is never good in anything. Uh, you have nope, to say something. not at all. And secondly is you got to say the word hockey. You have a team that was one of the best 16 in the country that went out and in their fourth year of existence played in the in national tournament. And, and they're the top 16, right? So they yep. deserve some, some sort of credit. I mean, yeah, what happened? What if, what if they'd have won the national tournament? And, and this year you got your captain, Brinson Passionate, coming out and saying like, we expect to win the national tournament this year because I didn't come to ASU to not win it. And this is my last season. So whether he can do that or not, what, what's it going to be like if they win the national tournament? You're going to come back here to Tempe and have like 150 people watching you or will there be more people involved? So this I, needs to be a group effort and it's got to start at the top. And then, you know, I mean, I don't want to blow our own horn here, but we're here to, grow the game of hockey, right? And you grow it by presenting pieces. This is how I believe anyway. You grow it by presenting pieces of information. You highlight people. The Pitchfork Profile with Connor Stewart. You know where Connor Stewart went to high school? Desert Vista High School in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay? That's that's where you start to grow the program. And I don't want to see it take a step backwards just like you don't. So hopefully this is going to get somewhere. Um, that's about 16 minutes of rant. <laughs> well, well, let's move on to what's on the okay. ice, and, That's fine. and then we'll we'll go on from there. I think our point is made and clear, 
And hopefully, you know, if you've got so. some feedback for us, I hope we hear from you. I mean, we're pretty easy to get a hold of. You can go to our website. You can email us. You can uh, get us on social media. We're, we're all over the place. So, uh, you know, if you've got questions or think we're not fair about it, by all means, bring it up. We, we welcome the questions and the comments. Okay. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. So, so let's jump right in. Um, uh, let's bring in Coach Powers right now. Okay. Five-minute powers point. Then let's come back and let's uh, discuss a little bit about that and about this huge series because this is a huge series, the start of many huge series for this program. And it yep. starts this weekend at Oceanside with Quinnipiac, the number nine-ranked nine team in the country coming to town. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with Coach Greg Powers and the five-minute powers point. Welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest. I keep saying that. Coach Powers is with me again for another five-minute Powers play. And, Coach, it was an off week for you. Kind of an odd thing, right, to, to be <laughs> this early in the season to get an off week. But you guys got some ice time, and now you're back preparing for number nine, Quinnipiac. Yeah, we didn't mind it. We thought it came at a pretty good time for us, you know, after a long trip to China and then, and then just a, what seemed like a long kind of tedious preseason prep because of China and then two back-to-back -back road trips. Our guys are fresh, they're, uh, they're reset, they're excited. Um, and this so far has by far been our best week of practice. Okay, I'm gonna say that you probably don't give a rip when I say that you're not getting much respect out there in the polls and things like that. But when I look at things, you're about like you were last year. We talked about that last week. The record is virtually the same as for a bad bounce in uh, Mercyhurst. And yet, the respect factor just doesn't seem to be coming your way. With, is this a statement weekend for you guys against Quinnipiac? It, it honestly, I haven't even thought about it. Um, like, I, I don't even know if I looked at the poll this week. Um, the the coaches poll and the media poll, they they don't mean anything. Right. They don't mean anything. And I mean, certainly you want the respect of your peers, and it's something you have to earn. And, and right now, we apparently haven't earned it, and that's okay. Um, and whatever the media says, we truly don't care about. Yeah. Um, so um, it, it is what it is. The only poll that matters is the pairwise. We know that. And, and uh, it's way too early to even look at that. And, and, and obviously with a top 10 team and team that's going to be high in the pairwise all year in Quinnipiac, uh, no matter what they do this weekend, um, these are big games for us. There's no sugarcoating it. These are really big games for us, and we've made that abundantly clear to our guys. Um, ever since the last uh, the last game after Air Force, it was it was turn the page, focus on Quinnipiac. We know what these games could mean for us um, with uh, the outcome that we're looking for, and 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 our guys understand that. So you're familiar with a lot of teams already, but Quinnipiac you're very familiar with. They were the ones that ousted you uh, for your first ever um, national tournament. Tell me a little bit of what the guys are thinking. Is there any kind of, uh, I don't know, not retaliation, but something that you want to get back at these guys on, or is it just another hockey game? I think I'd be lying if I said this was another hockey game. I mean, there, there's, uh, there, there's certainly more fuel to, to the fire knowing that these are the guys that knocked us out last year, and they deserve to win that game. They were better than us. The better team won that night, um, minus the third period. But, uh, um, you know, they're, they're a program that, that – that, we have so much respect for that they, they they built uh from the ground up in a modest facility and into what they are now is a perennial power they're they're considered a blue blood that's what Rand Pecknold has done with that program he's been unbelievable to me he's been great to our program um they play us every year this is now their second trip out to come to us uh we're grateful we're thankful 
Um, but all that set aside, they knocked us out, and, and our guys are aware of that. And um, that has to mean a little something extra. This shouldn't just be um, just another game, right. and it's not. So you get back in your old barn. I know you're, you're happy to play teams here rather than other places. You don't mind going other places, but you're happy to be back here. Tell me what it's going to be for the guys now. They've been away for a couple of weeks. It's, they're ready to get back on Oceanside Ice, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, we have six of our next eight games at home, which is uh, really important for us to take care of home ice. And, um, you know, it all starts Friday. Um, and uh, we like playing here, we, and there's no secret. We, we don't sugarcoat it. We, we enjoy playing here. We're good here. We're tough to beat here, and, and, and our guys embrace that. And, um, and we have some really high-end teams, you know, coming in here over the next month or so. With, with It all starts with, with Quinnipiac. Okay, so you look at your lineup up and down. You've had a really good chance to see everybody now uh, in-game action, goaltenders included. What, have you, uh, what kind of conclusions have you drawn from the team that you have? I, well, again, I really like our team. I think that, that we're, we're nowhere close to um, showing what we can be. You know, I think it's a different, it's a little bit of a different build than last year in that way where um, with, with a few of the, the really brand new pieces that, uh, that came in and even, even the upper, upperclassmen guys like, like Sanchez and Niram who are performing, but figuring things out of where everybody, all the pieces are going to fit together. China helped us with that. It didn't give us all of our answers, obviously, but um, you can see now Logan Genuine starting to pop. He scored his first goal at Air Force. He's playing with more pace. He's in better shape. Um, you know, Semik and Judson had to get their first five, six games out of the way. They're getting better every game. And, and so we're figuring out, you know, how this team is going to play together and piece together. Um, I think we're, we're closer today than, than we've been. We have not shown, I think, even 50% of what we're capable of. Um, and, uh, and I have a good feeling that, that this Friday we're, we're going to put together a heck of an effort. You beat me to my next question on Logan Genuine. Uh, it seems like every week that I see him in practice, he gets better and better. I started to see some more sniping on him, uh, bar down stuff and picking corners. And are you seeing that same thing? Yeah, it's a confidence thing. And I mean, I know what he's capable of, and he is going to be a big time player for us. And people forget Johnny Walker had one goal at Christmas his freshman year, one goal, and then he proceeded to score 13 um, after after the new year. And and. Um, Logan is just as gifted of his goal scorer as Johnny. He really is. And he got that first one at Air Force. And the last week and a half, he's been arguably our best goal scorer at practice. He's feeling it. He looks good. Um, he's playing with Austin Lemieux, who, 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 who has, they have some really good natural chemistry. And Lemmy's really coming on. Had a big, big, big effort in that second game at Air Force where he, he created a turnover and used his big body to to force a turnover off the four check and then made a beautiful play to, to set up a goal. And, and so those guys are coming and, and um, you know, people have to realize, I mean, up front, you know, uh, right now, you know, cause Gruber's out minus Bushy and, and Steen, um, you know, the whole team's back next year. It's a, right. it's a, it's a young group. And, and so it, it, it meshing things together with, with a handful of new pieces and prominent roles was going to take a little bit of time. And, um, but we really like what we see right now. We like the smell of our guys, their attitudes. Um, they're really coming together every day more and more as a team. Um, and, uh, and we're excited for the weekend. All right, let's get to goaltending and then we'll let you go. Uh, goaltending wise, what do you like? What are your plans for this weekend? 
Well, I mean, Evan earned earned the right to start Friday, you know, and I mean, he, he was tremendous at Air Force. I thought that he was tremendous in Mankato. Um, and so he's put together four really good starts in a row. He gave us a chance to win both games at Mankato. We were tied with a minute left in the second in the first night, and we went into the third down a goal the second night. Um, he gave us a chance to win both games, and we didn't do it. And then, then at Air Force, obviously, Friday night was a pretty light load for him. Defensively, we're as good as it gets. Obviously, offensively, not things you know clicking the way we wanted to, but, but when, when you're that good defensively, you're, you're not going to lose many hockey games. And then, and then Saturday, we, we did some really good things. I thought we were more creative and um, had a little bit more jam offensively. We're making some more plays and playing fun fun hockey and, and, and it was more fun to watch probably for people. But um, um, I like where our team's at. I like where our team's at overall. I like where Evan is. I like where Justin Robbins is. Max Prodzik had a really good week in practice. Um, we're in a good place. Now, now the guys just have to continue to execute and, and I believe they will. All right, final word is uh, give us a little scouting report on Quinnipiac. What do we expect to see from those guys this season? We know they don't have Prisky, but uh, what will they bring to the ice here this weekend? Well, I mean, they lost three really high in D from last year, right. and Prisky and Fortunato and Rafferty, but um, their D core is still really good. They're just a little bit less proven than they were. However, their forward group is, is incredibly deep, incredibly deep. They have four lines that can really play. Um, so, so they're going to have balance and depth, and they're going to come at you in waves, and uh, we're going to need all our guys going. Um, they're a really good team. And, and obviously, we know how well coached they're going to be. They're very structured. They're always prepared. Um, and uh, and they execute incredibly well. There's a reason why they, they're, they're, they're in the tournament every year, and they're a contender to make the Frozen Four every year. It's because Rand is, is, is one of the best in the business. All right, feels like hockey season now. I woke up this morning, it was 42 degrees. I got the uh, hooded sweatshirt on underneath. So Oceanside's ready for some hockey big time, aren't they? Yeah, we're ready. We're ready. It, it feels good in here, and uh, we're in full swing. We're excited to be back. All right, thanks, Coach. Uh, good luck this weekend, and good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. College Bar and Grill. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion. Online at ilovecollege.co. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans in the desert southwest. Paul Hornstein, you had a chance to listen to my visit with Coach Powers today. I did. You grabbed him for uh, nearly 10 minutes. Give us your thoughts on what you, uh, what you heard from the coach. Um, I think the coach gave us a lot of something today. I think that uh, uh, he was 100% right that the polls don't necessarily mean anything. Uh, in the end, it's the pairwise and um, – what I saw before, and I know that it's still October, but even in October, they were at 27, which is higher than I thought they would be. Um, uh, these two games are big games. Uh, I, I think that this is going to be their, a real opportunity uh, to make up for that Mercyhurst game and not have to chase that game all year long. Um, I, I think, I don't know if Quinnipiac feels this way, but I can't imagine and couldn't imagine, uh, be it the coach or the players, not 
thinking or not feeling like um, we owe them a little something from the game they got, you know, that got eliminated them from the NCAA tournament. Um, I would be stunned and would have been stunned if, if the, nah, it's just two more games. No, it's not. Yeah. And I'm glad that, uh, and I agree with the coach 100%. Uh, he said for a long time now that uh, Rand Pecknold has been one of his biggest supporters since the program jumped to the NCAA level. Um, and if you look back on the history of Quinnipiac hockey, um, Pecknold has been the only coach they've ever had. So he knows what it's like to start from scratch and start from very modest means. And I've watched a bunch of Quinnipiac over the last few years. Uh, they've actually had some of their games uh, on television uh, back here. So I've gotten to see them over the years. They've been a very consistent program. Uh, they're a pretty young team this year. A lot of sophomores and a bunch of freshmen. Um, and they also have, I don't want to say goaltending issues, but, you know, they lost their 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 top flight goaltender and Andrew Shortridge from last year. They lost Chase Pristy. As the coach said, they also lost their next two top defensemen. So um, they are a good team. They've been consistent year after year after year. They come into this weekend 4-1. and one. Uh, They lost a game to Maine. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, had a nice comeback win against AIC, um, put four up on Vermont, which, if you know anything about their goalie, uh, Stefanos Lekos, his save percentage is about 940. And to put right. four up on him is a difficult thing to do. So even though they've lost, they lost some of their top players from a year ago, they're obviously still have some dangerous players up front. So... This is going to be a good test for ASU. Uh, they should be looking uh, at this with a sour taste in their mouth. Not from anything that Quinnipiac did in terms of uh, anything other than hockey. You know, they were in a playoff game and got beat. I'd want to get back at them, too. Yeah. Well, a couple things that grabbed my eye, and everything you said is a great capitalization of, uh, Easy for you to of, say. Yeah, of Coach Powers. But um, a couple things he told me today, and I saw a little bit more of today, is he said this was the best week of practice so far this year. Okay. He also said, with that being True. said, that that he doesn't feel like – he feels like they're about 50% of where they can be, um, which tells you a lot. If you can play, you can play at this level and only be 50% as good as you think you can be. That's telling something. He, I asked him – expound on that a little bit. He told me that uh, he thought his depth was getting better. Uh, he threw out a couple of names. He thought Logan Genuine has gotten much better uh, and, you know, since the beginning of the year. He's gotten faster. He's caught up to the game. He's gotten more confidence. He got a goal at, at Air Force, which he thinks is going to propel him. He Hope thought so. his goaltenders have gotten better, all three of them. He said Evan DeBrower has earned the opportunity and, what well, he said, the right to start Friday night. And right. um, he's going to ride Evan, I think, until Evan gives him a reason not to ride him or until he thinks he's tired or whatever. But uh, I, I think it's pretty clear that Evan's taken the, the goaltending reins. 
Um, the other thing that I asked him to expound a little bit about Quinnipiac, and he's if he's worried about anything with them, he's worried about their four lines. And he right. said his his lines are going to have to match them, um, otherwise they're going to have a problem. But so, isn't that isn't that what ASU has to do every week anyway? Yeah, but you know, at the beginning of the year, when I looked at his roster and the depth of the ASU roster, I thought that they would dominate some games with their third and fourth lines. And okay. that's what we haven't seen yet. Right. We haven't seen the third and fourth lines dominate here's, somebody else's third and fourth. Here's where I say that uh, ASU uh, can, can win the games this weekend. Special teams. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, if they can stay out of the box, uh, Quinnipiac's penalty kill is only at about 75%. Yep. So if... ASU can stay out of the box and do some damage on the power play. And I realize it's cliched to say that, but it's just fact. Um, especially, especially this, weekend, this week. Fact. Especially yeah. this weekend. Um, uh, that's the one place where, uh, at least looking at it from the outside and looking at numbers, it looks like uh, ASU can do some damage. So... You know, they have to walk away after the whistle and, and, and make Quinnipiac pay when they do take a penalty. Let me throw out two more quick things, and then we'll jump into our uh, pitchfork profile. Um, a couple things that I think will be a difference maker is they need to start fast both Friday and Saturday night. They need to come out on fire, put the pressure Agreed. on, Agreed. and hopefully get a goal. Secondly is, the, and our pitchfork profile uh, this week, uh, Connor Stewart told me this. He said, we need to use Oceanside to our advantage. It's got a low ceiling. It's got smaller rink. It's got tighter corners. We need to come out and use that to our advantage. And we haven't been. He, he said he didn't think Mercyhurst, that series, they used the rink to their advantage. They thought they were just going to be a better team, I think. Yeah, well. Uh, so look for them to use Oceanside as, as an advantage and look for them to try to start fast both nights which, again, is a little cliche-ish. But, all right, let's take a quick break. Let's come back with uh, Connor Stewart, and then you and I will recap things and get ready for uh, a huge weekend of hockey at Oceanside Ice Arena. Welcome in, hockey fans. The Desert Southwest, it's Sun Devil Hockey. It's another profile, a pitchfork profile. I got a Phoenix guy with me. I got Connor Stewart with me. Connor, welcome back in. Thank you very much for having me. All right, so this is year two for you. What's changed from year one? Uh, confidence level for sure. Um, I'm a lot bigger and stronger, I like to feel. Uh, Leanne's done a great job with me and all my training staff in the summer. and. Really, the coaches have, I feel like they believed in me and they've given me the opportunities to start the year and I think I'm doing the best I can to take advantage of that. Okay, you had a chance to see this team pretty much last year. You didn't get a lot of ice time, but you knew what you had. You graduated some guys after you went to a national tournament. Mm -hmm. Then this core comes back and you add a few pieces to it. How good is this team? I think the sky's the limit for us, honestly. Uh, like we did in Air Force, we play discipline, we get pucks deep. Uh, everything just starts to click. Um, we really are a good team. We have a lot of skill. We're really deep in all areas of our game. And I feel like if we just stay out of the box and do the little things, we'll be a very hard team to beat. You know, last year I did a countdown, right? I said you guys are going to need 22 wins to get into the tournament. Yeah. You got 23, you got in. Yeah. This year I set a little higher. I said I think you need 24 because I don't think you have as many storied programs. Mm -hmm. 
Then I started looking at the schedule right now, and I see, I see Quinnipiac this weekend, number nine. I see Denver, number one, coming this way. I see Michigan Tech. I see all these schools that are, that are pretty good. Yeah. What's it like in the locker room right now? Do you guys think you have to knock off a number of wins, or do you just want to win every night? I mean, we're excited, and really we just take it game by game. Like We're only really looking forward to Friday. We're not looking too many weeks down the line. Whoever comes in, comes in. I mean, that's just the way it is. So really just taking each practice day by day, and then we're just looking forward to that next game, not looking too far ahead. Okay, for those that don't know and haven't been watching your defensemen, so tell me a little bit about this defensive core. It's about as good as it gets in college hockey, I think. Yeah, I mean, anyone can play at this level. On our decor, I feel like we're all very strong and have uh, very good assets to our game. Some maybe better than others in different categories and vice versa, but I mean, we're all just deep and we all just really support each other, which I think is the best part about it. You touched on it with my first question. You said that you got stronger, right? Leanne Blinn is a big part of this program. Yeah. I think not only has she made you guys stronger, but she's made you healthier. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, she does a great job with our recovery. Our workout plans are incredible, really. She keys into anything, like any bumps and bruises, she'll switch it up for you. She takes each person very personally into like what she thinks needs to get them better. And honestly, she's one of the best in the business. Okay, she told me on a show that I had her on a little while ago about what she does on the road trip, but tell me what a road trip is like with Leanne. When you guys go out, let's say you go cross country, yeah. what's it like? Uh, she's just, she's happy-go-lucky. She's just always got a smile on her face, cracking jokes. Uh, the mood's dead. She's there to kind of pick it up. Um, really anything we need help for, she's there for. And any personal advice, she's there for. Like any, She's just a great all-around person. Okay, so we're back in the barn here at Oceanside. This weekend, number nine, Quinnipiac, coming to town. Yeah. You guys haven't been here for a little while. When you were here, I think you thought you had a sweep or we're going to sweep Mercyhurst. You had a bad bounce. Mm -hmm. um, they capitalized on it, which is hockey, right? Yeah. What do you have to do to beat Quinnipiac right here in the barn? we got to use Oceanside to our advantage. The small roof, uh, we know this place like the back of our hand. And rather than letting off the gas, like maybe we did a little bit against Mercyhurst, um, if we just play like we did against Air Force and just really put pucks deep and pressure them hard and do all the things simple, and I really think we should have a good showing. I joked with your coach earlier. I said it's 42 degrees this morning when I got up. It's finally hockey season here yeah. in the desert. You grew up here. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about growing up and playing hockey in the desert southwest. What was it like as a little yeah. kid for you? I, it was it was different. I mean, we don't have any like the big storied programs. So going to any uh, tournament, we were kind of looked at as the underdog, even though we were a good team. Uh, I would say the biggest thing about growing up here, though, was all the NHL alumni that sticks around and like is within the program. Uh, I've played for probably six or seven coaches that played in the NHL or some level of Division One or Major Junior. Like it was an unbelievable staff, and they all look to help the younger kids get to the next level. So when I look around the country right now, you're not getting a lot of respect. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the location where you're at. Uh, I don't know if people aren't looking. And I'm talking about other teams. I'm talking about media, pollsters, that type of thing. When you guys play hockey down here, it's as good a hockey as anywhere in the country, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it shows with having Austin Matthews go number one in the draft and being one of the biggest high-paid guys. Like, I mean, we. I feel like we deserve the respect. I mean... I, I like being the underdog, though. I mean, it gives us a little bit of an edge and more grit to our game, I feel. But, I mean, I feel like the respect's slowly coming as more guys are moving on and playing at the higher next level. All right, there's another Stewart coming down the line, uh, down the road here, up at Dubuque right now. Tell us a little bit about your brother, what we can expect from him, and what will he bring to the Sun Devil program? Uh, he's a big, gritty power forward. I mean, he's got some skill to his game. He's, he's got the little brother syndrome, little chip on his shoulder. <laughs> 
but no, he likes to shoot the puck. He likes to hit guys all the time. He's fast, big two-way, 200-foot player. I think he can make a big impact in college hockey. You know, I know you were excited to wear the pitchfork because I mm-hmm. talked to you last year and how important it was for you to play at home. Yeah. How important is it for him to come up here and play at home as well? Uh, he's ecstatic. I mean, all of his friends will be around here. Our family's right here. Like, it's hard to beat um, just being close. I mean, we're very close to our family, and so having our grandparents be able to not travel and watch us play is really important to us. And since they've been here and followed us along the whole way, uh, we're fortunate enough to have them living right around the corner from us. So, I mean, that's a big playing it and my parents are just very supportive of all of us and so it really just we can't like thank any of them enough so being here to like show them what we can do is pretty special okay so we got hockey here for you he's up in dubuque what's this dubuque connection because i look all around this roster right here what's going on with dubuque and the tempe i have no idea they're a good program they seem to feed players pretty well and develop them really well and so hopefully it just keeps pumping through. I mean, every player on our team that played at Dubuque seems to have a pretty big impact or do a solid role. And so hopefully that line just keeps continuing. All right, let's wrap it up by talking about academics here at ASU. What are you doing? What do you want to graduate with? What's the goal for Connor Stewart? Uh, I'll graduate in three years. Um, business finance major. Um, most likely get my master's my fourth year if I don't do a, another minor or major. But I'll thinking I'm going to graduate in three, do a master's program my fourth year, and then who knows with hockey or what, what's next after that, but maybe get a law degree afterwards. Okay, so that's the game on the, uh, off the ice. What's yeah. the game on the ice? What, what do you want to do? What, how much do you want to improve your game? What are areas that you think you can be the best at to help this team win? I think I just need to keep taking it day by day, uh, working on everything small defensively, and moving my feet, making crisp passes, uh, vision i think i've improved on that and if i just keep working on the small things and keep getting my little chances here or there i feel like i can earn like a regular spot and keep it going and i mean i've played in three of the games so far and hopefully i keep getting my licks in there and hopefully make a big enough impact where it's hard for them to take me out Connor Stewart, appreciate the time. Desert Vista High School right here in Phoenix, Arizona. So what did it feel like with 42 degrees? Were you, were you comfortable? Was this hockey season? Uh, no, I miss the heat. <laughs> I hate the cold. <laughs> you heard it first. That's a desert dweller for sure. Thanks for visiting. Of course. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refind your prime with M-Drive. All right, Paul Hornstein, now you had a chance to listen to about eight minutes of uh, the Arizona boy, the Phoenix boy, Connor Stewart. We talked a little bit about everything. We talked about his growing up. We talked about his brother right. who's in the pipeline a couple of years down the road and the fact that they, they both want to play together before he graduates. So, yeah, I get uh, it. You know, um, I said I'd hoped that I was going to see him in Omaha, uh, both him and his brother, but his brother was property of Omaha, got traded to, to uh, Dubuque. Yeah, uh, I asked him. I asked him what the Dubuque thing was and uh, the tie to uh, Arizona State. He said he didn't really know, except they have a good program. So yeah. that's not all uh, bad. 
I will I will say this about uh, about Connor Stewart. Um, if you look at ASU's defensive roster, okay, it's pretty stacked this year. He's definitely got a fight on his hands for that sixth spot. Okay, that that sixth spot is right now really the only one that's open, in my estimation. Um, I, I I would say that. Stewart right now uh, is playing for 2020-21. We know that Brinson Pashnuck will be gone. Um, It's possible another spot could open up. I mean, maybe two. You never know what happens. Guys want to play. Guys want to leave. Things happen. People sign contracts. Um... You know, uh, right now I would say after six games, uh, 39 has not been the team's best player. Uh, I would say his partner has been the team's <laughs> best player uh, in Josh Maniscalco. So um, that's my personal view on it. And if he keeps playing like this, uh, maybe somebody comes and writes him a check too. Who knows? Um well, so, let's let's hope if he does, he doesn't end up like uh, Joey Decord and playing in the ECHL when he still has eligibility left. Okay, uh, I'm, done with that I'm one. just I'm, I'm just saying I'm that's that all. I, I'm just saying. Okay, so, I'm done with that okay. one. Uh, but I I, I do want to say a couple things with Connor Stewart is his skill development and the name Leanne Blind keeps coming up with all these players. They all acknowledge how much she means to the program. Uh, I asked him. I said, in addition to strength. How much has she meant to your hockey health? And he said that's equally as important as the hockey health. And that's why they – and so when you're talking about him playing for maybe 2120 or 2021, um, I think he's playing for – you better be ready when somebody gets hurt, if somebody gets hurt. Well, because, yeah, but... because that could happen. It's a physical sport. We saw Gruber go down. Um, and I don't think there wants to be a drop-off for – that seven and eight guy, I don't think they want to be a drop off to. No, but you understand six. the point I'm trying yeah. to make. Yeah, yeah I they do. understand the point I'm trying to make. Yep. Um, right now, uh, assuming health, he's fighting for playing time, sure. and I'm just saying they'll probably there'll be at least one opening next year. You yep. know where he's going to be a junior, and somebody coming in is going to be a freshman. So right. you would think he has the advantage. So, yep, you know. Okay, a couple of things. Let's touch on our uh, our injury report. Um, Groobs was looking a little better today. Obviously, he's not on the ice yet, but uh, Coach does think that he's going to be back after that long stint after uh, Alaska trip. So that's good news for Brett Gruber. He's not going to be out for the year. Um, no. He'll be back before the end of this calendar year. Um, Max Valenson was on the ice today. He was not wearing a colored jersey, participating in full. But quick, the coach is quick to tell me that Max will not be in the lineup this weekend. So he's not there yet. Um, Jax Murray is looking better and better every day. Uh, he's catching up to the, the game. He's catching up to his conditioning. So uh, happy about that. Otherwise, everybody else is pretty healthy. I mean, well, it scared good. the heck out of me today when I asked for Josh Maniscalco for our pitchfork profile and he wasn't on the ice. Uh, but, but I... At least he wasn't sick and he wasn't uh, he, he wasn't injured. He was just taking a test. So 
We'll we'll shoot for Josh next Damn week. Damn that whole student thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it gets in the way, doesn't it? Yeah. So we'll be looking forward next week to recap uh, this huge series with Quinnipiac, uh, number nine coming to town. Um, you know, if you look down the board right now, you got like you said, number nine. You got number one Denver coming down the road in a little bit. You got Michigan Tech coming big, down the road. It's a big November. Vermont. It's a big you know, November for these guys. Big boy, November. It really is. And that off time that they get, they, they better appreciate. The coach said they did really appreciate this week as well because of the early starts of the season for them. So, all right. I know you're going to be watching. Let's hope that the feed and the stream is up and no comment. booming. I know. I know. Let's hope for it. Let's keep our fingers crossed and let's hope that things get rolling. Because I know you want to see every minute, every be second nice. of every be period. Nice. Be nice. <laughs> Friday and Saturday night. I'm going to be up there. I can tell you, Paul, that it was 42 degrees this morning here in Scottsdale when I woke up. So Whatever. Uh, it's, ho- it's hockey season now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what, I was it, what was sweat- it at noon? Uh, 75. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I had to wear a sweatshirt inside the ice arena today, though, underneath well, my jacket. Yeah. So No, I, I. this is the first time this year. That the sweatshirts come on underneath the jacket. So okay. it was cool. It's hockey weather. Yeah. All right. So this is where, in my estimation, this is where things turn this weekend. Uh, Quinnipiac coming to town, number nine in the country. Um, hopefully we'll get a chance to visit with Rand. I like to always visit with him when he's in town. So I'll give a shot to see if we can sit down and, and chat a little bit. And uh, we'll go from there. So okay. let, let's round this one off today by... Uh, I thank all of our sponsors again. We got our good friends over at Oceanside Ice Arena. We got yep. the College Bar and Grill. Yep. We got Behind the Mask. Right. We got our friends at OxyPow. We got our friends right. at M Drive. Right. We got our two ACHA programs at the U of A. Who? And <laughs> never heard of them. And we've got ASU on board with us as well. So uh, I was room on the bandwagon to say, Paul, every week you can get a hold of us. I ithswsales at gmail.com. Uh, join us. Be a part of it. That's Help what the us ice grow the did. game. Because that's what we're trying to do. The Ice Den in Scottsdale did, along with Chandler. Right. Uh, we'll be up there again for the second Wednesday of each month for Hockey Talk from the Desert Southwest. Um, hockey's booming, Paul. I mean, the ACHA programs, like I said earlier, are, are booming. They're great. The, uh, the NHL now is starting to pick up the pace with uh, the Golden Knights and and uh, Coyotes fighting for superiority in the West. And, of course, our NCAA team, the women's team, uh, only has lost once, I think, in 10 games. So um, hockey's growing here. And just to revert right back to where we started, it's time for the administration to get on board and help these guys out and uh, get some get some mojo rolling in the right direction for the hockey team. I agree. All right. Let's wrap it up. I'm Scott Strandy from Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein on Long Island in New York, where it's probably cooler than 42 in the morning uh, now. Not, oh, no, not yet. Not <laughs> yet. Not quite yet. All right. Getting there. All right. So for uh, everybody here at IcetimeHockeySW.com, let's hope we're up with the live with uh, video stream next week as we get into some new digs. We'll uh, have more information coming your way next week on that. But, Paul, thanks for tuning in again. Enjoy uh, the weekend watching and listening to Quinnipiac and ASU. All right. We'll see you next week.